Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Today, we're in Nevada City, California, which is about 70 miles west of Lake Tahoe. Specifically, we're in the backyard of Leslie Estes. She moved from Oakland last October after the pandemic upended her post-retirement travel plans. And she's showing Chronicle reporter Susie Nielsen her new home. So this is going to be my new little cuddle area, little private. I'm putting a bathtub back here and going to build a little garden. This is where on this tree, I call this the grandma tree because it's just this really beautiful old live oak. But as you can see, it spreads really close to the ground. So we really wanted to make sure that we uh, kept branches from touching the ground and touching the grasses for fire prevention. Nevada City is surrounded by forests and woodlands, which makes it incredibly vulnerable to wildfires, something Leslie was aware of when she made the move. So she's being proactive about keeping her new home safe. That's the key thing. You have like the zones. You have your five-foot zone, your 30-foot zone, your 100-foot zone. The five-foot zone is really make sure you don't have anything that's next to your house that's easily ignitable. I mean, sometimes people will have piles of wood. That includes installing a sprinkler system on a roof. And the idea for that is before you evacuate, like say you know there's a fire in the area and there's embers kind of blowing in the wind, you turn on those sprinklers and just for over hours you sort of soak the roof and you soak the, the ground surrounding the house. And clearing out dry leaves and tall grass. And mitigating as much as I possibly can the fire risk is really a high priority for me. Leslie moved to Nevada City just two months after the 2020 Jones Fire burned more than 20 buildings in the area and forced residents to evacuate. And on the heels of a record-setting fire season that burned the most acreage in state history, she's one of many Bay Area residents who have relocated to particularly fire-prone areas of California. Today, I'm joined by Chronicle reporter Susie Nielsen. She spoke to Leslie and others who were part of the Bay Area's pandemic exodus about how they landed in some of the state's most risky regions for wildfires and why they made that decision. Susie, thank you for joining me. Let's start here. We know that Leslie moved to a region with lots of wildland-urban interface, or a wooey as they call it. What exactly is it? So a WUI is a wildland urban interface, and essentially it refers to any place that has a lot of natural vegetation, like trees and tall grass, and human civilization. So um, a place where, you know, one of our sources described it as a beautiful place that you'd love to retire to, like a cabin in the woods, or a small town with a lot of forests nearby that you could go hiking in. Um, and they're often some of the most beautiful places in California. They're just idyllic, um, but they also 
are very prone to burning because there's a lot of vegetation and California gets very dry in the summer and fall when wildfires happen. And because we have so much built up vegetation and trees, they catch fire really easily. And when there's also people in those areas, that makes those fires really dangerous and destructive. And how many residents have made this move? Is this a big trend? Basically, the Chronicle did this analysis of United States Postal Service change of address requests. So you can request to change your address through the Postal Service. We collected data on that and looked at how many people were requesting address changes and where where they were requesting them into. And we found that people made 40,000 more requests into zip codes with wildfire prone areas or uh, high wooey areas in 2020 compared to 2019. And what cities are we talking about? You looked at zip code data. Where are Barry residents moving to? So two of the really popular destinations that we looked at, um, number one is Truckee and Tahoe, that kind of region. Um, that region mm-hmm. has seen explosive growth and that's a very high wooey area. Um, and we've heard a lot of anecdotes about this as well. People just love living near Lake Tahoe, um, particularly Bay Area transplants. And then the region that we decided to focus in on and find folks to talk to was in Grass Valley, Nevada City. And that's northeast of the Bay. It's about a two and a half hour drive from San Francisco. And it's a beautiful area with lots of trees and lots of beautiful meadows and it's also seen a lot of wildfires. Last year, they had the Jones wildfire, which forced 4,000 residents to evacuate and destroyed some structures. And they're just kind of all very aware of the heightened risk. Mm. So they're aware of the heightened risk, but why have they decided to move to these cities? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I think everybody you talk to has a slightly different answer. But the majority of folks we talked to that were relocating from the Bay Area They said, you know, they wanted to, number one was space. They felt like they were being crowded in the Bay and they wanted somewhere with more open space. They wanted to be closer to nature. Many of them couldn't afford to buy a home in the Central Bay Area. Um, As you probably know, the median price of a home in San Francisco is over a million dollars. And in Grass Valley, Nevada City, it's closer to $600,000. So A lot of these Mm -hmm. folks want to be homeowners, and they can't do that where they were living before. But the folks I talked to um, also were very aware of the trade-offs that they were making. So Leslie, the woman I talked to, um, spoke at length about the strategy she uses to mitigate her fire risk. Fire can be very dangerous, (laughs) and you can't prevent all fires. But you can do things to mitigate it and lessen your risk. And that's what we're doing. And I happen to move into a neighborhood that's doing that. She spends hours every day protecting her home from um, encroaching vegetation and other things that could make it um, higher risk for wildfire destruction. That's just a trade-off she's had to make. And she knows that even if she does all these strategies, she may experience the destruction of her property or other risks as well. We'll be right back. You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Susie, what impact do cities like Nevada City face when there's an influx of new people from the Bay Area? 
Yeah. So that's also a really mixed bag. I think, you know, you have realtors and um, construction company owners who say that it's great because the demand for housing increases and there's a lot more business in the area and people are paying a lot more for things. So I spoke with uh, Masha Cherniak, who's the vice president of programs at the Latino Community Foundation. And um, she's really involved in grassroots advocacy for Latino families. And she said that a lot of Latino folks in places like Sonoma County, which is a high wooey area, um, they often feel that when all of these comparatively wealthy Central Bay Area residents move in, they raise the cost of living, and that can be really frustrating. And then, you know, if a wildfire does happen in the community, these folks, particularly undocumented folks, are the ones that get hit hardest because they don't have the same kind of access to government relief, and they're often not homeowners, and so they lack insurance. And they basically have to start all over again from scratch. And Leslie, when I talked to her, she was, said she was very aware of this and she's trying to be sensitive to it, but she's aware that she'll probably be seen as an outsider for a really long time. What I try to do, and some people are going to always like look at me as an invader, and that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. But what I really want to try and do is learn and understand the community and respect the community because I moved up here because I like what it is. I, I didn't move up here to change what it is. So I need to learn and change my behavior to adapt to this community. These are issues that we've had to grapple with as Bay Area residents, of course. And what are things that new residents now have to consider as they move into their new homes? Yeah, so I guess I'll start with the obvious one, which is that wildfires can be deadly. And, you know, we've seen hundreds of people die in wildfires in California, even in the last couple of years, I think. Um, we've seen a lot of people get really injured. And then the, you know, second big issue is property destruction. Really deadly wildfires in California can also destroy thousands of properties at once. And um, with that comes the um, issue of insurance. So, a lot of private insurers in California have essentially stopped covering homes in wildfire-prone areas in the state. And so um, a lot of people in these areas have to choose this thing called the FAIR plan, which is a coalition of private insurers have put this kind of emergency insurance plan together that covers homes in wildfire-prone regions. And it's supposed to be a plan of last resort, and it's a pretty sparse plan. And it's very expensive, but the number of people covered by the FAIR plan has jumped dramatically in recent years just because of how much more destructive the fires have gotten. People have been moving out of the Bay Area because of high living costs for years before the pandemic, and people are willing to make these lifestyle changes like fireproofing their homes because of it. Does this all just boil down to statewide housing affordability issues that we're all dealing with at this point? I mean, I feel like everything boils down to housing in California, doesn't it? It it's feels true. like that yes. all the time to me. Um, I think housing is not the only thing that's motivating these moves, but it's definitely a huge part of it. Um, I know a, an economist recently estimated that California would need 3 million additional housing units to affordably house everyone in our state. And um, we're not building that. <laughs> we are definitely not even close to that. And mm -hmm. the shortage is particularly acute in urban hubs, especially the Bay Area, where thanks to a lot of strict zoning laws and just a shortage of space in general and a lot of local government action or 
local neighborhood groups that make it hard to build housing. It's just extremely difficult to build new housing in the Bay. And so our homes are getting more expensive. You know, I think there are people who want to move to these beautiful places just because they're beautiful and because they want to live in a small town. But I think you're definitely seeing a big impact of the the housing affordability crisis. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think if you could build more housing in San Francisco, fewer people would be making these moves. And some of the people you talk to regard the fire risk as the same as living in an earthquake zone or living in an area vulnerable to climate risks like hurricanes. Is it the same type of calculated risk? Definitely natural disasters are becoming more of a thing with climate change in general. And um, when I talked to Leslie, she was talking about how she lived on the Hayward Fault when she was in the Bay Area. And she thought about the big one Mm -hmm. all the time. And she had to retrofit her house so that it was more earthquake safe. And she likened that to living in a wildfire. I think the difference between earthquakes and wildfires is that really the wildfire risk in California is getting worse every year. I don't have a naive background about fire. And to be honest, there were times when I would be sitting kind of a little full of myself and think, wow, these people in Oakland, they live right on the earthquake fault and they live in a high fire zone and they live in a high slide zone. Oh, they're such dummies. Well, (laughs) and then I move into a fire zone. I think it's really hard to find some place to live that doesn't have something that's of danger. With climate change, we're just seeing worse and worse wildfires every year. I think people who are moving to these high wooey areas are just sort of of accepting the fact that they're going to be living with these risks. But I think all of us, if you're any bit aware, all of us have a little knowledge sort of just sitting in our gut knowing that like hurricanes are getting worse, floods are getting worse, heat and fire are getting worse. I don't know where we go. And, you know, is this the best place? Maybe not, but I'm not sure what the best place is anymore. It's a really hard decision to make. Like, do you try and tough it out in a place that you can't afford? Or do you risk way higher costs in the long term? Susie Nielsen is a data reporter at The Chronicle. You can check out her story about Bay Area residents moving to fire-prone areas online now at sfchronicle.com or on The Chronicle app. It was co-reported with her colleague Nami Sumida. Thank you to Karen Creighton for helping produce this episode. And thanks to you for listening.